The following was recorded at New Church in Ventura, California. Jesse Giglio is speaking. I know I was reading this passage this week. Uh, I know so much of the story of Jesus is bringing his peace. This passage this week, and it's in John, uh, John 14. And the, and, this, and the setting is, is this is after, this is the, around the Passover time, and it's after Jesus has washed his disciples' feet. And he's getting ready to go to the cross. Like, it's starting to go down. It's starting to get really heavy. And his disciples are kind of picking up on this, and Jesus is saying some things they don't quite understand. I'm just going to read a couple paragraphs, and then we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. If you want to read along, you can. It's, um, uh, it's around John 14, but otherwise, just feel free to listen. Uh, Jesus is starting to talk about, I'm not going to be with you much longer. Jesus is kind of alluding like, hey, this thing we've been doing is starting to, to wrap up. It's going to change. Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus replied, you can't go with me now, but you'll follow me later. Why can't I go with you now, Lord? Peter says, I'm ready to die for you. And Jesus answered, die for me. I tell you the truth, Peter, before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times that you even know me. So Peter's asking, well, how can, what's happening? How can I follow you? Jesus is like, no, it's not, it doesn't work that way. Then he says this, Jesus, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my Father's home. If this were not so, would I, I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come get you and so that you will be with me always where I am. And you know the way to where I'm going. Thomas speaks up, no, we don't know, Lord. We have no idea where you're going, so how can we know the way. And you kind of picture this scene. Jesus is saying these things out like, don't worry about it, guys. You know the way. You're going to be fine. Tom's like, hey, we don't know the way. We don't know what you're talking about, Jesus. Right? Peter's like, I'll follow you now. Tom's like, well, we could follow you, but you have to give us some more information. Jesus told him, hey, I'm the tr- I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. And Philip says, wait, Lord, show us the Father and we'll be satisfied. Jesus replied, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? So the disciples are like, they're trying to track with Jesus, and he's just blowing their minds. They're like, you've seen the Father, and they're like, wait a minute, we saw the Father? When do we see him? When did that happen? Jesus says, I have been with you. You have seen him. You have seen and he goes on, this kind of dialogue continues with the, with the disciples, and they're, they're, they're trying to get some information, and Jesus is kind of leading them on the path, but it's a little bit obscure, and he kind of wraps up in verse 27. He said, I'm leaving with you a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give you is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. Remember what I told you, I'm going away, but I will come back to you again. If you really love me, you would be happy that I'm, re- that I'm going to the Father, who is greater than I am. I have told you these things before they happen, so that when they do happen, you will believe. I don't have much more time to talk to you because the ruler of this world approaches. And he has no power over me, but I will do what the Father requires of me so that the world will know that I love the Father. He says, come, let us be going. So they're wrapping up an emotional time, and the, and the disciples are just sort of stirring, and they're nervous. And if any of you have dogs, ever notice your dog when you're kind of getting ready to go on a trip or something's changing around the house? Like the dogs start to, like, they pick up on something. Like they get a little nervous. They kind of sit in their room. They're watching. They don't know what's going on, but they know something's going down. They know maybe they're going to be left alone. <laughs> maybe they're going to be shipped off. Like they just pick up on these things. And we have that, our dog, we've been packing the house today, and our little dog's just like, it's just sitting in the room all weird, like just looking around. Amy's like, what's wrong with the dog? I'm like, it knows. It knows something's happening. It doesn't know exactly what's happening. It doesn't know where we're going or how, that's, how long that's going to be, but it knows 
something's happening. And the disciples in this moment, and I love the disciples, and they are great people to kind of learn from, but they don't know what's happening in this moment. Like, Jesus, we don't know where you're going. We don't know who you are. And Jesus is like, oh, my gosh, like, just listen. I will explain it to you. But they're kind of stirred up, and they're feeling unsettled, right? That's what makes us nervous when we don't know what's going to happen. Those moments are unsettling. When something's happening around, around you that you don't understand, it gets very unsettling. So Jesus says, listen, I'm going to give you a gift. I'm going to give you a gift of peace, a gift of peace. And, and, and this is a peace not based on external circumstances, but the internal presence of this Holy Spirit. This is a gift for me. And he says, this is not the peace of the world. This is not the peace of the world. And this, this idea of peace for, for the people of this time, uh, uh, there's a Greek word, erene, and it, it, it kind of sounds like the word serene, and, and, it, and it means those things of serenity, of peace, and of, of calm, and of, of, of not of conflict. But, but when they would speak it out, when they would speak peace over someone, say, I give you my peace, or peace be with you, is this idea of, may you prosper in body and soul, and enjoy every earthly and heavenly good. It was like, may your life be full and well, that kind of peace. Not, may not, may, the peace is not like, hey, I hope no bad things happen to you. But like, even when the bad things happen to you, even when it gets crazy, may you feel full in body, in soul, and in heaven on earth. And so Jesus said, I'm going to give you this peace. And peace is God's gift of wholeness to us. Because when we're unsettled and we don't have peace, we're fractured. He said, let me give you this peace. And the biblical peace is unrelated to circumstance. It's the goodness of life that's not threatened or, or polluted by what happens on the outside. It's a peace that surpasses understanding. And I think, you know, kind of in our present culture, we, we've created the illusion that if you have blank, if you have this, you'll have peace, right? And we kind of equate that as a sort of happiness. Everything will settle down if you have this. And sometimes it's if you just had more time, or if you have more time, oh, things will be, I'll, I can calm down if I just had more time, if I had another day, if, if this just worked out this way, if I had more money, I'd, I'd be more at peace with things, I'd be more settled, right? How many of you know that's not true, right, when those things come up? It just never really works out that way. Jesus is kind of pushing, listen, you need to get your minds out of all this and just, just look at me, keep your eyes on me. I'm going to give you something that surpasses even your understanding. And he says his peace is different than the, what the world gives, what the world says. Now, when we talk about world, and uh, we kind of think, oh, the world, the bad world out there, the sort of secular, you know, irreverent, non-religious, non-devoted sort of world. When Jesus says it's different than the, the way the world talks about peace, he's talking within the Jewish context, the Jewish culture. So he's talking about even with their own very devout religion. And the Jewish people, the rabbis, they were not short on throwing peace around and saying, peace be with you, bless you, peace. Jesus said, this is different than that. This is much deeper than that. This is much deeper than that. And I think even in the church sometimes, we can throw these things around like, oh, be well, God's got this, you're good, everything's fine. It doesn't really mean anything. Jesus said, I want to dig deep into your life. I'm going I'm to get into your life. When you, when you understand what I'm doing here, as he's kind of on his road to the cross, you'll, you'll be able to breathe a little easier. You'll get a more eternal perspective versus what we would say a temporal perspective based on this time, stuck in time. So you're going to get this bigger picture. I give you my peace. Give you my peace. And I think this sort of secondary sort of application of that for us as we sort of try to figure out how we can receive this, how do we, how do we implement that? How do we implement the, the presence of Jesus, the peace of Jesus, and how do we actually help be people who bring peace to others, right? I love my friend Jim, like he just brings peace to other people. 
that Wednesday morning, last Wednesday morning, I was getting ready for the graveside service, and we're at the, the cemetery, and massive campus, kind of beautiful in, in its own way, and we pulled up to it, and after uh, spending a full day on Tuesday, just crying and crying and crying and just, you know, laughing and hugging and crying, we felt like, man, I think we're done. It's a lot of emotional stuff, and we, we'll go up to the graveside, and I think it'll be a little more calm, so we kind of got that out, and you show up at a place like that, and it, and it just, the weight of it just rests on you. It's, it's just quiet, and you're just, the, the moment's very heavy, and uh, I just was feeling that, and I just kind of had to go for a little bit of a walk, and I, I don't even know, I don't think I really even had time to go for my a walk. My wife's like, where are you going? You cannot leave. You know, I'm like, I just need to get some, I just need to splash some water on my face and, or find some water, and just kind of go for this this little walk around the place and and um, just praying and just trying to have some sense of peace in me so I can not be a wreck in front of these other people who are looking to me for peace. And, and I get this text, my phone buzzes, I'm like, oh, shoot, I should probably turn my phone off. I take take a quick look at it. I didn't recognize the number, and it was kind of a little bit of an obscure text, but I had a little arrow under it, which was kind of a toggle, and my phone does this. And so this little note, and I hit it, and it opens up like a whole essay, like all these other, like, paragraphs of text. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, like I cannot deal with that right now. That cannot be good. Like, if I get a text like that, I just don't feel good about it. Like, that's my, that's in me. Like, this is, this is not going to be healthy. And so I put it away, and then that's, then that's all I can think about. I'm like, dang it, like, that's all I can think about now is this little text that came in. I just kind of skimmed this text, and uh, it was from a guy in our church. And last weekend, I just kind of, I had a kind of a funky off weekend last week, and I'm just processing a lot of stuff. And, and he sent me a really encouraging text, and it was thoughtful, and it was lengthy, and there was story, and, like, it was just super powerful for me in that moment. And it's a guy who barely says, like, two words ever, Johnny Miller. As you guys know Johnny, like, he's not a talker. He would, I've never heard him say anything like that, but he just articulated this thing to me that just in that moment, as I'm pacing around, like, outside of myself, like, thinking I have no business, you know, being there or, or here anywhere, just very encouraging. And this moment of, of, of sort of peace came over me through, through that. And I don't know what kind of prompted him at that time or how much time went into that, but somewhere he thought, you know, I should probably write Jesse. And we've talked about this in the past several weeks. Like sometimes we get those promptings, and th- sometimes we act, and a lot of times we don't. But I think we could be messengers of peace in that way. Somebody needs some encouragement. Like, and I know you don't understand everything right now. It's going to be okay. Jesus is like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I, 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 I've got this. And I'm okay about that. I'm getting better at that. I was um, out skating out in, by our house uh, last weekend, and uh, two weekends ago maybe, and kind of corner of our house, and there's this roundabout, and my cash and I are out there kind of you know, riding this little ramp. And I go to the garage to grab something. I come back out. I kind of heard a screech, and cash like, wow, there was a motorcycle accident. I'm like, what? Like, that's scary. And it sounds also kind of awesome because I just picture this motorcycle going around the roundabout, and and uh, that's my first thought. Like, awesome, you know, like, is he okay? You know, Cash is like, you should go see if he's okay. I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally. And, um, but I kind of saw the guy get up, and he's, he's pushing his bike, and he's exchanging notes with this woman in a van. I don't know what happened, but his bike went, he laid his bike out, and I can kind of see the scene. And, and Cash is like, go over there, go over there and see if he's okay. I'm like, nah, you know, he's okay, he's okay. You know, I don't know if you're like me, if you've ever been in those situations, like, he just, he's probably okay. You also don't really feel like getting involved, right? Like, I'm like, he's probably fine. I don't really need to get involved with this right now. He's fine, right? 
Like you drive people on the road, their cars are broke down. Like how nice is it now that everyone has a cell phone? You don't have to feel guilty about it. Like, ah, I should probably pull over and see if they need help. Like, no, they have a phone. It's fine. They're, they'll get somebody. But back in the old days, like you used to feel guilty about driving by someone broken down on the side of the road. And so I see him over there. I'm like, that's nah, all right. And, you know, we're kind of skating, skating a little bit more. And Cash kind of brings it up a couple times. Go see if he's okay. And I'm watching this situation. I'm like, no, oh, you don't know. I'm an adult. I see he's doing the insurance thing. It's going to be fine. And after a little while, I see this guy pushing his bike. He's just rolling his bike across the street, kind of coming toward us in sort of the corner where we're at. And Cash is like, go see him, go see him. I'm like, oh, all right. And by this time, the guy had passed us, and I kind of had to catch up behind him. And he's, and he's pushing his bike, and he's obviously bombed. And I kind of run up behind him, and I'm say, hey, man, you, are you okay? And this guy just, like, starts opening up. He's like, oh, man, I, was, I just needed a night out with my girl, and I was going to get uh, pre-buy tickets to Wonder Woman. She wanted to see it so bad, and we had a special night plan. And I'm like, and he just starts kind of, he's like, it's been a hard week, and he just starts going on my bike, and I just put this part on the bike. And, I mean, I said, like, two words, you know, three, three words, are you okay? And he just sort of opens up, and he just needed someone in that moment to talk to. And I said, well, can I help? Can I do anything for you? Can you want to come in? He's like, no, I'm okay. I live right over here. And, and, and I don't know, like, I, I so easily could have missed that. And there was no great, like, oh, and I, then I totally fixed his bike with my bare hands. And God came down. He got saved. And he's coming to our church. No, but it was just a human moment of extending something to someone who probably maybe just needed a conversation. Maybe needed someone to say, hey, man, all right. Someone's here for you. And just to listen for a moment before moving on to wherever else he was going. And my son, Cash, I mean, and, and, and some of our kids and many of you are just, man, you live that way. And I, that's a beautiful thing. That brings peace to the world when you're thinking outside of yourselves. And I think that's the, what the peace of Jesus can bring us. If we don't have the peace of Jesus in us, man, we're not looking outside ourselves. We have too many problems in here. I, have got, I got way too many problems to deal with to, to be thinking about you and your, your motorcycle right now. I don't have time for that. But the peace of Jesus can, can break through and help us shine through. I think it was later that day, it was the evening, and I was over in the collection. I was coming out of a store in the back of the collection. He's parking lot. Uh, and H&M's coming out of H&M, and I was looking for something to wear to, like, you know, the graveside because I just have no clothes like that, and I was all, like, worried about it. And, and I'm coming out, and I see this lady in this SUV parked in the parking lot, and she's in the passenger side, and she's just crying. Like, she's just sobbing, and I'm like, and she's uh, probably a few years older, older than me, adult adult age woman, and, and I'm like, oh, gosh, I should do something. I just keep walking. <laughs> and I'm like, I just don't know what even to say, and I don't want to freak her out. And you kind of get think through all these things, like, well, I don't want to be like a guy coming to the window, so I better not go over there. And I walk by, and I'm like, I'm getting halfway to my truck. I'm like, I got to go back. Like, there's just no way I can not ask this lady if she's okay. And I, and I go back, and, I'm, and I'm, I try to keep some distance and not totally freak her out, and I kind of make eye t- contact. I'm like, you know, are you okay? Are you okay? And, and she just shakes her head. She's like, I'm okay. I'm like, all right, all right. And I, and, I, and I start walking back to the car. And it's probably just prompting, like, God's like, go back one more time. And I'm like, oh, man, I just did it. Really? Like, you have to push me this, this hard? Like, and so I go back to, I, I go back to this, this, this woman, and I, and I just kind of, you know, re, repeat that. I said, you know, are you okay? Need anything? Um, anything I could do for you? And she says, she says, no, no, thank you very much. I, I really appreciate it, but I'm okay. And, and she gave me the thumbs up, like she, she was okay. And like, and I, and I, and I walk away. And, and again, nothing magical happened. Like that's it. But I don't know what that meant to that woman. And I also don't know what I would have missed out on just not being obedient to that prompting. And sometimes these things are built that way. 
these little nudges, this path, this path of faith, our journey of following Jesus, is, it's, it's guided by these little nudges. It's not always like, are you called to, to go to China on a mission trip? Like, you know, that may, might be for some people. But man, maybe it's like, dude, go ask that person if they're okay. okay. And I've been doing this a long time, and I still have to like, I still wrestle with those stupid little things, right? Stupid little thing being God's voice, like, you know, sorry, God. But like, I just, ah, oh, that's God. I should do something. But that's how we can bring peace back into this, this world. He's like, give you this peace that's different than what their world offers. And it's not even just, it's not even just offering an answer, right? Nope, some of these people don't need that. Like, oh, my gosh, my life is, is, is a wreck, and I'm so sad today. And then you go on this, this rant, like, for 10 minutes about why you shouldn't be sad today. Like, no, sometimes you just got to listen to people. Just rest with people. And we learned a lot about that this past week and just sort of processing with people and, and, and crying and, and grieving and finding these, these, these moments that are just, it's just people on people. It's just putting a hand on somebody. It's like, okay, somebody's not saying anything at all, but it's getting outside of ourselves just enough to be attentive to the world around us. And you got to love Jesus because he always knew what everyone was thinking. He tried to be on the upside, on the front end of that. So I, I understand this is unsettling for you guys, right? Just like it's unsettling for your dog when you're packing on a trip. He's like, it's okay. Pets the, pets the disciples on the head like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Some of us need to hear that this morning, that it's going to be okay, right? Jesus wants you to have his, his peace. He's, he's, he's giving you his peace. It's a gift of peace to the Holy Spirit. He wants you to have that. He does not want you to live in fear and turmoil and doubt and disbelief and anxiety. That's not his, his objective or his agenda. That is not the gospel. The gospel is one of of peace, that it's, it's okay, even though other stuff's happening out here. And how do we execute that as, as sort of practitioners of gospel? How do we implement that toward others? How do we get outside of ourselves? If I've received it in me, like, okay, I got that. How can I be that to someone else? And so we're going to close in a song, and, and I think any of those kind of places, wherever you're just sort of at, and, and maybe you just like can just chalk up, man, and this is my prayer a lot of times, God, I am just a selfish person, Straight up. Like, I think about myself first. I'll, can I get an amen from my wife? Like, she just knows. Like, I, I, I try not to be. You know, I love Jesus, I, and I love serving, and I, and I really do. But I just, I get up, and I, and I think about myself, you know. And I, when we're packing on a trip, it's like, oh, I got to deal with, like, and this is some, probably some other guys in the room. Like, it's all about, like, my fishing pole and my backpacking stuff. And I just care for myself. And Amy has to care for, you know, three kids and, and herself, and then me as well, and in the house, right? So it's, I just have to try to get outside of ourselves. And the peace of Jesus, it really does, it frees us up to think beyond ourselves toward the interests of others. And so if you have a person who's like, man, I am, I'm selfish, I never think of others, like, you might just need to lean into that aspect of yourself, that sort of shadow part of your soul that's like, well, why is that? Why am I that way? And it's probably, well, because I'm too consumed with myself because I haven't given enough over to God. So, Father, we thank you for who you are. Jesus, I thank you that you are gracious with us and kind, and you're, you're a God of peace, a God of, of, of serenity and of love and of calm. Um, and this is a peace, Lord, outside of our understanding and outside of circumstances, and that's hard to understand. But, God, I pray for those in this room right now who just need that. They need some kind of peace that they just don't even understand. And, Lord, just for the rest of us, Lord, help us to be people who bring peace to others. Uh, forgive me, Lord, for my selfishness. Um, may this community even, God, be a community that really blesses others. In your name. The preceding was recorded at New Church in Ventura, California. 
Jesse Giglio was speaking. For more information about New Church, go to N-E-U-E-C-H-U-R-C-H dot com. Again, that website address is N-E-U-E-C-H-U-R-C-H dot com. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you and yours.